0: listen Sarah. I can't even. I mean you would think four seasons in we would have. No. This morning I was like Eric did you make new music for season four? He was like yes. I was like <laughs> did I listen to it? He's like I think so. Yes. <laughs> and I was like okay so. I like it a lot. Welcome everyone to Fate of Mates. Here is our season four theme song. It's playing right now. <laughs> Sounds amazing doesn't it? Eric composes all of our theme songs. We should say that. I think we probably have said that before, but... Eric does a lot of things for us, everybody. Now listen... Here's a fun fact, you guys. I have no idea what this music sounds like. If somebody held a gun to my head, I would not know what this theme song was. But I hope it's great. I am going to say that so far my favorite theme song is season three, though. So high bar I, to clear. I always like them so much, and then I don't really remember what the old ones sound like. And then I listen to an old episode for some reason. I'm like, oh, this is nice, too. Season three is when... Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I'm not going to scat, everybody. I'm going <laughs> to save you from the indignity of wait that. Wait now. Wait a second. Now that you've said scat, we have to talk about Rebecca and Higgins and how amazing they are. I Should mean, they're we? not dating. <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves first? Oh, before yeah. Before we... I, well, I already said welcome, everyone. It's fate to Fated Mates. But yes, it's season four. We got to... Yes. Professional. Keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah McLean. I read romance novels and I write them. I'm Jennifer Prokop. I read romance novels, and I edit them. (gasps) What? Plot twist! Season four twist! See? I was like, I've been planning all day to, like, drop that, and I'm so excited that you were appropriately amazed. You you know, before we started, we we're making a list of things to talk about. We got to talk about that, too. It feels like we took two weeks off, and we really, like now yeah. I, I we we're have so many people. things we have so many things to talk about <laughs> Sarah's like making a list I like am it's Santa. I'm, I'm taking good notes <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm putting Ted Lasso on here I'm not gonna remember why we wanted to talk about that but let's talk about editing romance novels Jennifer you superstar yeah well I've been practicing all summer on people's books and as it turns out I'm very good at it and so now I'm ready to charge people money to do it hey that's so exciting how if somebody were to want to have you edit their romance novel, how would they go about doing that? Right now, the best way is to email me at JenReadsRomance at gmail.com. I am, Kelly's in the process of putting up my website, everybody. I have all like my pricing structure and fees ready to go on like a document, but it's not pretty yet because I'm not really qualified for that work, but Kelly's going to help me out. It'll be JenReadsRomance.com. There you go. I thought about changing it to Jen Edits Romance. No. but still keep my brand, my brand is Solid strong. brand. <laughs> solid brand. Listen, here's what I'll say. Uh, there's no one in the wide world who thinks about romance as intelligently or as critically or as awesomely as my friend Jennifer, which so, is why we do this thing, which yes. is why we are starting our fourth year of doing this thing. We are in your ear holes. It is a full almost three years later. I know. A lot of those have been a pandemic and we're still here. hey. We, I mean, I don't really remember a lot of the episodes from the pandemic, but yeah. I hope they were great for you guys because they were really great for us. They kept us. I feel us like it's going to be a bit of a together. time capsule at some point. We'll go back and think, oh, that's so where that we was were. a thing we did. Yes, uh-huh. I vividly remember at like a like a pre, and I don't know which episode it was. You saying we're coronavirus aware. But that was, like, before anything happened or the shutdown, and now I was like, okay. Well, do you know what I was thinking about the other day is there has been one Faded Mates episode that was guest-hosted because uh, one of us was ill, and it was me who was ill, and Kate Claiborne came in as a— Just superior pinch hitter. Oh, super last minute. I mean. It was like the day before. And I was in bed, honest to God, feeling like I was, you know, on my last. And Kate came in and pinch hit, and you guys did doctors. (laughs) We did sick bed scenes, right? Sick bed scenes. (laughs) Because I was sick in bed, and you guys, I was sick in bed, and it was the first week of March 2020. And now we're all certain (laughs) Yeah, of course. That I was sick in bed with what everyone else in New York City had too, but thankfully I had a fine time with it. We yeah. certainly there are a lot of people in the world who have had less fine time with it, less fine times with it, and um, we are happy to be here. We're happy all you, all of you yeah. are still with us um, and still listening, and we hope that. I don't know. We hope we're coming out on the other side. Today, the Times, or yesterday, the Times said that there was a children's vaccine on the literal horizon. And that is going to be a game changer for so many of our listeners who have young children. Yeah. Or who teach young children. Yeah, Look, I just want to also shout out teachers and parents right now. Who My daughter is starting the third grade in New York City tomorrow, and... Tonight, she we were sitting and talking, and, and I said, how are you feeling? And she said, I'm excited and nervous. And I said, okay, cool. Well, that sounds normal. What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? And I thought she was going to say – I'm nervous because I don't know my teachers or I'm nervous because, and she was like, I'm nervous because I don't want to get sick. Mm. And I was like, Oh, what have we done to these kids? This is so hard. So listen, just know Jen and I understand Jen's in schools every day and I am sending someone to school every day. So, and a big shout out to all of our healthcare workers who have been really, I don't even, you know, stay strong and we love you. And, I hope that people are treating you right. Yeah, if they're not, uh, tell us their names, and uh, we'll send them glitter bombs. (laughs) I think, sadly, (laughs) there might be too many people to glitter bomb. Yeah, well, that's fair. What a world! What a world! But it's season four, and we're going to try not to let it get us down. So we have plans. But wait, can we first talk about Ted Lasso? Because yes, um, okay. Last wait, yes. What First, I just want everyone to admire us because we <laughs> did not know anything about season two when we did our Roy Kent is a Romance Hero episode. And I honestly, somebody I send like me a free basket. I feel should be <laughs> an important text in, in the world of Ted Lasso criticism. And yes. not one journalist has cited <laughs> it. And I'm offended. <laughs> we were so ahead of the game. I mean, I mean come on. Excuse me. First of all, Roy Kent is a joy. Oh, my goodness. He continues to be, our our hypothesis continues to be proven correct. Week after Um, week. What a man. Look, he's great. Also, every article I read about Brett Goldstein is even, uh, like, increases the magnificence of Roy Kent because Brett Goldstein's dad ran a bookstore and he majored in feminist Film theory. And honest to God, if he's a bad person, don't no. ever tell me because I just want to hold that. All of them. Just all of them. <laughs> all of that. Exactly. In, the entire, even like the lowliest listen, gaffer. Whatever the fuck I don't want to ruin. Do. I appreciate that people sometimes a lot of people are waiting until all of it is out so they can just binge it. So I don't want to ruin very much, but I want to say two things. One is the actor who plays Jamie Tart is amazing, and we didn't yes. give him enough credit last season. And this season, I'm for him. His name is Phil Dunster. He has 11,000 followers on Twitter. I feel like romance could fix that for him. I, I, have, I have more than... What? I know, Jen. How is that possible? It's, neither of us should have more followers than Jamie Tart, and we do. And everyone, go follow Phil Dunster. We'll put it in show notes. <laughs> and um, I also just want to re... Just sort of recommit to my passionate adoration of oh, Rebecca. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Who, and I don't think this is spoiling too much, we now know Scats. Yes. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like she's who I want to be when I grow up, but I am grown up. So it's oh a real. I follow Hannah Waddingham on Twitter now. No, on Instagram now. And I'm obsessed with her. She's amazing. And amazing. I want to know how it is possible that this magnificent woman who is gorgeous in her 40s and clearly talented beyond belief has just now become someone um, know. a star. Yeah. I mean... At least in America. uh, Maybe, maybe, you know, the English have always been smarter. So maybe (laughs) they just got there first on her. Maybe she's super famous there, but uh, Mm. we love her. We love her. We love her. Eric and I got into a big fight about her yesterday. It was a whole, like, maybe I need to come stay in Lil Romance's room while he's in college. (laughs) Because he claims that Rebecca did bad things in season one, and I don't remember a single one of them. (laughs) I mean, obviously she had her reasons <laughs> Listen, and we now understand them and can forgive them. She's perfect. I want to put her in my pocket. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. what are we doing? Oh, wait. And we have to talk about Cressley because she has news and we haven't talked about that yet. Yes. Well, she sent out an email to her. You newsletters, all... And everyone was like, everyone tweeted at us. <laughs> it was, it was very <laughs> gratifying. It was like a bad signal. We love us. you all. That was awesome. It was awesome and it was actually just a she said she's just happy to get back in touch and look for news this fall about Monroe and also the outstanding book in the Arcana Chronicles for people who are readers of that series. Those are my break in case of, break in case of emergency books. Yeah. They are my my last Cressleys. Um that was exciting. It was really fun to hear from everyone. She did say in the email that she spoke to Nyx, and I think that's funny. Oh, I thought and, it was so cute. Yes, yeah, absolutely. She knows. She's She understands the assignment, as they say. <laughs> yes. She understands that, let's be clear, most of us don't care about those Arcana Chronicles books. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, look, it's about Nyx, everybody. Yeah, so that's big exciting. So um, obviously when, I'm, pu- I'm manifesting it, when Monroe happens, Oh, yeah. our schedule is immediately going to ground grind mm-hmm. to a halt. Yes. And we will put out a Monroe episode As soon as instantly. humanly possible. Yes, absolutely. We'll just live read it. <laughs> 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 it'll be a 10-hour yeah, long episode. We won't, where not we won't be talk. Quiet. We'll and just then be quiet. I'll be like, Oh, my God. <laughs> it'll- we should we should just live stream ourselves reading it <laughs> okay it's happening i and would watch you do and a you would live watch episode. me <laughs> yes exactly i don't think anyone like, else would watch it no <laughs> people would just keep the stream this is my fantasy world people would keep the stream on and then like sure if you're lucky you're there yeah. when <laughs> we just put down our books and start talking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to clear my schedule right now. I used right to work now. for Scholastic, and um when I worked for Scholastic, we did uh we we had a um a big series of books about a boy wizard. That yes. you might have you might be familiar. I've heard with. of those, yes. Um and when they launched the the later books in the series, they they launched at midnight. It's a big and deal. I remember those very big deal for bookstores around the country, and we had to work at midnight, which you know was sort of fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was nice to be part. It was nice to be part of history, I guess. Um, but I feel like we those midnight grown ups don't get those midnight launches. No. They don't. They just appear on your Kindle in the middle of the night. <laughs> I just feel, I feel like what we need, I th- we need a heads up. I just don't want Cressley. Here's what I want, Cressley. If you're listening, <laughs> don't drop it like Beyonce because I need like a week. We need a week to get all of our faded mates. What are they called? Magnificent Firebirds. Yes. In <laughs> We need yes. all the Magnificent Firebirds to be together at midnight yes. when it drops. Yes. Yeah. Sure, for the the reading live stream. Maybe what we should do, Jen, is do a midnight live just for like 20 minutes. Sure. Well, you just like read the prologue together or whatever. Everybody can pop in for 20 minutes. What I like most about this is we are like kind of right now admitting to ourselves that we have no hope of getting an advanced reading copy. Oh, no. We we just really, everybody think we're going to get it when you do. We (laughs) expect it will download to our e-readers. Just like everybody else. When you all get it, too. I'm going to definitely be doing one of those things, though, where I can, like, see if I can change, like, the time of my Kindle to France or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right? Like, surely there's a workaround. No. Listen. You know what's going to happen? It's just going to happen. It's just going to pop up on Amazon. And we're all going to be like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody... Is gonna email us. Sure, and be like you guys. Did you see that Monroe is up? And I will be like, I'm at work. <coughs> I gotta go home. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little ill. <laughs> oh, I'm funny. gonna get a hotel room in the city. Yeah, take the subway. <laughs> Just, you'll never see me again. Don't anybody. bother me. That's <laughs> what I want. Anyway, so oh. that's happening. And now, what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> I don't know. Have they been waiting? I don't know. know? They're like, what are these two giggling about? (sighs) These MFers. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be season four. And this really, as you've already noticed, just just an episode where we're kind of just chatting at you. We've been off for a few weeks. We're going to talk about our plan for season four. And then... We have one. We have one. We do. We didn't really have a great one for season three because it was a pandemic. Listen, I think we need to forgive ourselves. Looking back, I was like, what were we thinking? We should have just been like, oh, we are going to give you an episode every week. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Still here. It'll be what it is. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, kind of the same right now, but with a better idea. No, we have, we have like a guiding it's principle a great for this. We have a good idea. Okay. Do you want to tell how? You want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Well, so once upon a time... I realized, I was looking at my calendar, and I realized that, ooh, 2022 is happening. Yes. And 2022 is an interesting year, and I think, I predict, some of the publishing people are going to be interested in 2022 because it is the 50th anniversary Of Kathleen Woodworth's The Flame and the Flower. That's right. Which there's a lot of discussion about, you know, is it the first? Should we mark it? Should we mark time with the first? With it as the first. And I appreciate that this is an interesting sort of academic and intellectual discussion. But for a lot of us, for a lot of writers, for a lot of readers, um, it is the first. And the reason why is because it's the first where real sex was put on the page. And we'll talk about this over the course of the season, but... One of the things that I have been very upset about over the years in Gen 2 uh, is that we don't have a good oral history of right. the people who have built and continue to build the house. You probably were more aware of this. I really tuned into this when um, Julie Moody Freeman started the Black Romance Podcast. Yes. And it's all oral histories. And I immediately was like, oh my God, this is so brilliant and so important. So I just want to call out, I just want to call out that podcast. We had her on at the end of season two, I think. I don't remember. Um, Just because it was really inspiring to me to think about like, okay, these are, this is living history still for a lot, a lot of writers, and I think that what Julie is doing is so important, and we have lost so many writers in the balance. Like be- right. before, Julie started. Right. Um, well, I think you and I started talking about this when Joanna Lindsay died, and I had been talking about. I mean, we've I've had this conversation with a number of people over the years, but yeah, when Joanna Lindsay died, it felt like, oh my gosh, like we're really we're we're really in a place where you know we've lost a voice now we've lost yeah. somebody who could stitch together a piece of the puzzle for us and i think that romance is a genre where um it is there the other genres other genres have an oral history that is built By virtue of a number of things, right? By virtue of the fact that they're in many cases older than Mm -hmm. we are, um, by virtue of the fact that they are largely written by men, cishet white men. Right. So they get Um, mainstream coverage on things like CBS Sunday Morning or, right? Not even that. NPR. Right. right. I mean, there's. Aside from the New Yorker piece about Nora Roberts or the one-off, you know, People magazine piece about Danielle Steele, there's very little about our world um, in historically and the voices of the people who, again, were building the house. So we decided that we would seek out some of these trailblazers and spend some time with them and talk to them about their work and the romance genre at the time that they were writing and also help create and add to this history of the genre and in in people's stories i mean the thing i think i mean obviously like we all read romance because we love stories so like i want to hear people's stories too Right, author stories, editor stories, agent stories. We don't know how big or expansive this is. Get maybe this is we're saying it's a season four project. Maybe it will just be ongoing forever. Um, and what this will be is in addition to our like regularly scheduled programming of interstitials and read-along episodes, like those are not going anywhere. It's just that we are going to then be adding in these interview episodes, sorry, we're going to be adding in these um, Trailblazer episodes where we are just talking with people who have really interesting stories about romance and their place in it. And it's not just people that are, you know, You know, if you are a pretty new romance reader, this is not just going to be, like, people that are, you know, we're writing the 70s and 80s. Some of them will be. Some of them will be people that are trailblazers who are people that are important from the past five or ten years, right? So, and are still writing. some of them will be names that you know and recognize immediately, and some of them will be names that you have never heard before. But I will say, we have recorded now four of these. And I, every time, have been just like thrilled to hear people talk about their lives and about romance. Yep. So I hope that they will be interesting, as interesting to our readers as they will, um, as, they, as they as they will to us. Yes. Yeah, because it, they're it was they've been really fun and really interesting. And we have a lot of them that we are planning. We have people on the calendar who are very exciting. Yes. <laughs> Also, though, you know what? One of the things that's been interesting, I I guess I would say, is um, we ask everybody, like, who who else should we talk to? But I want to say, like, outside of Joanna Lindsay, like, Sarah and I all summer have been, like, throwing names at each other. And there are people that are already gone, right? So I, for example, really would have loved to talk to a woman named Carolyn Nichols who founded Love Swept. Um, and was an editor, like a storied romance editor um, from the '80s and '90s, right? So, it it feels like you know one of the things we might also do is try and um and and mention some of those people too when they come up. Is there are already people who are are lost to us, and so um, that has been kind of a a realization too. Like we were too late for some people. Yeah, which sucks. So we are, uh, Jen and I are scrambling. If there's anybody who you think you can't imagine, you know, an oral history of romance without, um, obviously we've got a lot of the obvious names on our list. But if there's somebody obscure who you think we need to know about, um, please let us know. You know how to find us. And um, even better, if you are that person, Mm -hmm. we would love to know. Yeah. Um, And we're really excited. Um, But we are still, we're also really excited about interstitial episodes that we have planned. We've got a list of about 20 interstitials that we want to do this year. We've got guests who we are excited to come on and talk about. Um, particular kinds of romance. We've got a couple of really exciting guests that hopefully we'll net out. Um, we've got Monroe coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also doing read-alongs. And yeah. we have, why don't you tell everybody about our first read-along, Jen? So, Wait, can we talk about, I, we haven't had this conversation, so let's just do it in front of, you know, yeah. the children. Um, <laughs> why... why we're just now we're just reading we're just still just doing books we love, right? Yeah, that's I think so. There's like no guiding principle anymore. Like it's books we love that are like lo- it's books we love. Hey, we love this book. Let's talk about it because that's basically all we do. But there will always have a little smattering of books that yeah, we loved I a long time ago. Right, exactly. Because those I think are really fun. Um, I think that there's so many people who are kind of new to romance and, you know, you hear about these like sort of famous authors or maybe these like sort of people that, you know, love, you know, a certain author or people sort of get going. So it's kind of fun to like do some of those as well. So we are going to do Ravished by Amanda Quick. Um, one of the greatest things about this series, and I'm gonna if I can like tell a little story about me in this series. So um, Amanda Quick wrote a series of historicals about like blue stockings, feels like kind of the time, like at least to my memory. Would that would you say that's correct, Sarah? Absolutely, yeah. Right? Like these were like women who were like interested in like science, and um, they were all <sighs> she She didn't invent the blue stocking heroine, but my God, she made it a real thing. Yes. And I, these books probably came out in the, like, and they all had single titles, right? So it was like Ravished and, you know. (laughs) Rendezvous. (laughs) Right, exactly. Scandal. And I'll tell you, when I was titling Bombshell, one of the things Mm. that I said, I mean, I when we were trying to figure out what we were doing with the series i was like i really i want to do those amanda quick titles yeah and i mean obviously you can't do an amanda quick you can no one can ever name their romance novel rendezvous ever <laughs> because sure we just all i mean it's such a you know important text but the uh my gosh those titles they just really landed yeah. beautifully and they're in the that beautiful font across. Oh like yeah, a, a very a pink, pink rose-colored cover with a sprig of lavender on it, <laughs> an opal or something. <laughs> exactly. So these were all like '90s, kind of early '90s. I am going to date myself here by telling you I was, um. In high school. <laughs> and one of the things I really remember about these books, Sarah, I got them from the library or maybe I bought some of them, is the other thing is I felt like at the time I was like, she is really bringing back some names that I do not think are sexy. Like like, like, <laughs> like that Hortensia. Oh, yeah, and Harriet. <laughs> and all these names that I remember thinking at the time, like, wait, this is a romance heroine's name? So I really think that it was... Um, I remember reading them, and I rem- i remember feeling like they were really different at the time.
1: I and mean, I think they were, yeah, it
0: felt like. So Amanda Quick, yes, w- I mean we'll get into it when we do our our episode. So I don't want to spend too much time doing yes, this, but Amanda of Quick is also Jane and Krentz is also Jane Castle is also you know I don't know probably other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's fascinating about it is it felt like I mean she'd been writing for. From the, she was one of the first Harlequin authors in the Vivian Stevens years. We talked about Gentle Pirate, which was literally one of the first of that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so she'd been writing for a while. And mm-hmm. then she wrote these books that just really blew the doors off. And they happened, Jen, when was that? When were you in high school? So it was like, I was just looking. It was, Ravished was like 1992 or 1993. It's that that magnificent that era like, right at all of the huge historicals happened right then mhm and not not edited by the same she was not these were not published by avon okay so she was they were happening over somewhere else i'll know more i'll do my whole we'll homework do more yeah, we'll do our homework. anyway the point is that's the first episode of the year the first read along of the year it's not the first episode the first episode is a trailblazer episode and we are excited. <laughs> I honestly still can't believe it happened. It's great. I was sort of semi-convinced the entire time that like none of the audio would work and that I would have no proof that it happened. Like a, <laughs> like a horror movie where I was like, but no. <laughs> I sat down and was on a Zoom call with this person. Whew. Yeah. You guys don't want to miss this one. It's a great one. So, we're not going to tell you though because Yeah. Right? We're just not. Cuz we're we're going to be like that. Um, anyway, so the first, the f- next week's episode is a Trailblazer episode. And then we're going to maybe do an interstitial or maybe do Ravish. So yeah. enjoy your read. Um, it's for those of you who remember these books but don't remember these books because of the <laughs> titles. Um, it's the one with Harriet in the cave with the rake. <laughs> I mean, the rake, a man, not the rake, a garden implement. Obviously. I mean, is Listen. there ever a rake, a garden implement in a romance novel? No. Also, um, can we talk about the fact that I read two incredibly filthy books back to back this week? Obviously, you're living your best life, Tommy. May. I really am. <laughs> um, First of all, I read one. I read a Tess Bailey I didn't know existed. Which one? Well, it's called Follow. Oh, yeah, that one's hot. <laughs> so hot. Yeah, it's okay. hot. Okay. I even I'm suffered tell through everybody. the present tense on that, but go for it, yeah. I'm going to tell—I I don't care about that. I know you don't care. It's fine. I don't even notice. Um, I'm going to tell everybody must about it. Must be nice. It. What a great in, feeling that must be. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, this is why you're the editor and I'm not. By the way, I edit—people are like, oh, but my book's in present tense. Will you edit it? I was like, yes. <laughs> my personal <laughs> likes and dislikes have nothing to do with this process, everybody. Also, this book is great. And in present tense, so there you go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the heroine... It's great. The heroine's father was in the mob on Staten Island, and then he wanted to escape the mob, so the whole family moved to L.A. And now her brother is going, has gone back to Staten Island and gotten wrapped up in the mob again, and he's working for the same mob boss that her dad worked for, and so she heads back to save her brother from the mob, and she meets the mob boss... And he says, I'll cut your brother loose from my organization. If you go get my son, who is a billionaire hedge fund manager who has taken a sabbatical to take his great Dane across country in a car and like basically be a dad to this great Dane on its in his final days. Yes. And it all makes perfect sense. It's Romance Reasons. I don't want to hear it, you guys. Romance Reasons. And it is hot. I mean, Tessa's always hot. But, like, I feel like, how did I miss this one? Anyway, it's called Follow and it's great. You know, the thing about Tessa Bailey is because she has self-published things and then traditionally published things, I think it is possible to, like, sort of miss titles in and out of there, right? So I I could see easily how that could happen for sure yep and listen i also read the first book in that the club series and Mm -hmm. it was great tore through it also in present tense why why did i do this why did i tear through two of them i don't know but they were great i i tore through the first one i have not read the second one um and this is like a (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's actually a really great setup it's a sex club setup The heroine works for a sex club where it costs you $250,000 to join the sex club for a year. And the hero's, like, joining it. And she's the person who reads the applications. Mm. And she's, like, a law student and whatever. And he sends an application into her. And he writes a note. He sort of has worked out that anybody who is reading the applications for a club of this ilk would be a woman and not a man. And he... Writes a personal note to the woman who is reading his application. And then, and it's this hot personal note. And then she creates a fake email address to email him back and reply. And you know, Mm. I'm a sucker for anything, even remotely epistolary. (laughs) And so that goes back and forth for a little while. And then they meet and bang. That sounds nice. It is a series with like, I don't know, four, I think four books. And it's all the same couple. So, but it ends happily ever after – there's a happily ever after at the end of the book, but also a cliffhanger for, like, plot reasons. Mm. But they're together during the cliffhanger, so it's safe for all of you romance people. I read – Um, it's called Mafia Mistress. Oh, yeah. You yeah. tweeted about it. Yeah. Uh, but what's her name? Um, Mila? No, not Mila. Mila? 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 F- I don't know, you guys. It's Fnetti? called Mafia – Hang listen, on, it's we're Italian. Trash people. Yeah, listen, handle that. Listen, it, my Italian I'm Italian friend. too. I can say it. I can. Yeah, I, can, I cannot. Mila Finelli. Okay, that's Mi, nice. Mila. Mila Finelli. It like Mila, right? Mila. Um, Ciao Mila. It, listen, it has a cliffhanger, so I was upset, but it was super hot. And it has like the next chapter, right? Like, so like a preview of book two. Ah, and, <gasps> and are they together? No. So, in the preview, essentially is the first chapter where the man is suffering because of what has happened in the cliffhanger. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I want. I I was like, oh, as it turns out, this is just enforced cold storage. So, (laughs) he gets to stay in cold storage in your head for a year. Yeah, great. Oh wait, Good. but this is indie. This is not going to be a year. It's not going to be a year. But my here's my point. I think this is I'm pretty I'm pretty down with it because I feel very strongly that I now understand something about myself which is I've been like I don't like cliffhangers. Every cliffhanger I've read is like basically look You guys, I need you all to do better. It's basically like the heroine tied to the train tracks, right? And, like, the villain is like, (laughs) and I don't want that. I don't want that. What I want is that man suffering. And so I felt like the cliffhanger plus making the cliffhanger actually the end of whatever I get of book two. Yeah, great. And it's a mafia book. So I got to ask, is there a murder meal? Oh, God, I don't know if I paid attention. There must be I mean, There been. are so many. There must be. Listen, there's so much sex, though. It was great. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Uh, yeah. We got to revisit. We got to go back to the mafia books. Yeah. Because have we talked about Run, Posey, Run? Do we talk about that on? We're going to because We sort of vaguely talked about it with Adriana. It's right now on my short list of top books of the year. Best so- of the year. It really Wowza, is. Look Speaking, at that. Of Kate C. Wells, her book "Heavy," I think it's called, or is like the next book in her like the Motorcycle Club series comes out Wednesday. So as you're listening to this, I'm probably up all night reading, um, because I'm very much looking forward to that. Nice work. All right, and we'll do that too over the course of the season. We we're gonna finish up the books that we put on the list last year as as uh, read-alongs this year, Um, and then also commit to doing read-alongs of our best of the year. Um and, ho- and we will be ha- best of the year will still happen. We have some things that are still going to happen. Best sure. of the year will still happen. You'll still be a- you'll still be able to get the box from Old Town this year. Yes. Um and also, so think of that for it's a great holiday gift for you yes. or a romance reader in your in your life. And it supports a local independent bookstore that is romance friendly all year round. Yes. Um, and also we already have scheduled our Christmas our New Year's Eve episode. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good and one. That's gonna be fun. Here's something else we could maybe talk about, Sarah, the morning glory milking farm. <gasps> <gasps> well, I mean, here's my thing. We'll probably talk about that, too, because that might be on my list. It's honestly terrific. It's so wholesome. <laughs> I just feel like we should end right there. What else is there I to just got to say, Eric saw me texting about that with someone. I think he saw me texting about it with Lauren. <laughs> and, you know, like, we've been married for a oh, long time. He's listened to a lot. Listen, yeah, he's... An- edited every episode of Faded I once said to Eric, Eric, surely on a list of men who know about romance, like, you are yeah. in the top three. Just like <laughs> osmosis. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so he, we've been married for a long time. He listens to podcasts, like, he is unflappable <laughs> when it comes to my texting. And he was sitting next to me on the couch and I was texting with Lo about, um, Morning Glory Ooh. Milking Farm, which is for those of you who don't know, but do watch everything on Twitter, uh, the Minotaur book. <laughs> um, yes. Oh my God! I'm just you know, it's probably on my list of best of the year. But like, can I can I spend? We this, had this conversation. An hour I was about like, it? I think I we're know. gonna. I think well, go listen to Learning the Trope's because um, they do do a whole episode on it but anyway the point is he saw me tweeting about 24 ounces of semen which i sure. my god i hope there are no children i hope all the children are in school um and he was like what the fuck did are you, you see you talking it? about and the- i was like it's this book about a minotaur farm where they like milk miniature semen for viagra and he's like <laughs> You're like you talking. It's an allegory about capitalism and toxic masculinity. I, know. I was like, Listen, it's really like amazing, and he's it's so like wholesome and sweet, and it's like the best small town romance I've read in years. And he was I'm like, "I'm gonna send what? him. <laughs> I'm gonna send him." I put on Twitter one day. I actually like measured it out in like measuring cups. What twenty four ounces looked like mm. because I was like, "Look, everybody, I would it's like us two soda cans." It is. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm holding. A lot. Take a picture of this and let's make it the. Okay, hold on. I'm doing it right now. It's two soda cans, you guys. I just took a picture. All right. We're going to put that. Just look down at your podcasting app mm-hmm. right now. That's how much it is. <laughs> anyway, so we'll have a whole chapter on 24 ounces when we do the larger episode on the Morning Glory mil- Milking Farm, um, which okay. actually is like if you really, lo- if you are somebody who really loves a small town romance, but really loves a romance set in a city, yeah. this is a great book for you. Um, Ash Dillon, who's one of my favorite people on Twitter, tweeted amazing. today. We should have Ash on the podcast. Yes. Tweeted today. He said, if I had a romance, if I had a romance bookshop with a coffee, you know, bar attached, he's like, I would definitely be selling a 24 ounce latte. I'm <laughs> calling the it Rourke. the Rourke. I saw that. And I was like, sir, you have won the internet today. He should also definitely call it Morning Glory because. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Listen, I what I posted—we are all tweeting about this all the time. I posted yeah. to Instagram this week because I was buying school supplies for my local third grade. And Elmer's Glue has a bull <laughs> head as its logo. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Romance has ruined me for school shopping. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. It's, it's, I've had several conversations like this with Kelly. <laughs> Listen, it's been— A wild ride this summer, but really fun. Yeah. And we're super excited to have you all with us for season four. We can't wait to hear what you think of next week's episode. Please let us know. And um, we love you. Remember, you can always find all of our episodes, gear, stickers, and other exciting items at FadedMates.net. FadedMates.net. You can find us on Twitter at Faded Mates. You can find us on Instagram at Faded Mates Pod. And please, if you haven't already, head to your podcasting app, your local podcasting Mm -hmm. app, and like and follow us there and leave us a review if you are so inclined. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. We hope you're reading something fab.